Before we get into today's episode, I want to make sure you heard about our Organized Chaos end of the year giveaway. One lucky winner is going to get a $100 gift card to the Trainual Swag Shop. All you've got to do is go to trainual.com backslash OC survey and enter your email. That's how we'll notify you if you've won. And then just answer a few questions about the show. All of the questions are centered around you, your listening experience. It's the perfect opportunity to provide feedback on what you want more of in the show, and I'll be reading every response. Again, go to trainual.com backslash OC survey, or click on the link in the episode description. We'll announce the winner on December 23rd, 2022. Thanks for participating, and I look forward to building the best possible show for you all as we head into 2023. Now, back to today's episode. I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Organize Chaos Live. Today, we have a very special guest, and I can't wait to introduce him to you. Right before the call, we got into a deep conversation about sea otters. So today we're going to be talking mostly about marketing, inbound marketing. This guy is a whiz when it comes to that stuff, but he also lives by the shore in California and has some fun facts about sea otters. So don't be surprised if that sneaks its way into our conversation. So we're going to get into inbound marketing and specifically all about inbound marketing in 2022. Of course, there's a lot of challenges going on in this environment. So we're gonna talk about how to navigate this changing changing landscape, maybe some common pitfalls for your business, strategies that your business should be using to really ace marketing. Now to kick things off, I'd love to hear in the chat, what marketing challenge is your business facing? What marketing challenge is your business facing? So think about that and while you reply, join me in introducing and welcoming Dan Tyre. Dan is a 14-year veteran of HubSpot. He was hired as employee number six, so we should probably be talking about retention instead of inbound marketing. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. But while he was initially the first salesperson, Dan's helped uh, expand the sales team through management, recruiting, and training. He coined the industry term marketing, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And he is the co-author of a book called Inbound Organization, How to Build and Strengthen Your Company's Future Using Inbound Principles. Please welcome Dan Tyre. Boom! Oh, that was awesome. I ought to bring you on the road with me. Man, that was tremendous. Anytime. I will open for you as your opening act. I know that you spent this morning in, what'd you say, Colombia and Israel and everywhere that you sign on and speak via Zoom. So thanks for being here. Oh, I'm happy to do it. I've been looking forward to this all week, right? You know, I'm a big Chris Ronzio fan, right? And I have been for five years, right? Whenever you're feeling like a slug, you just text me and you're like, Tyre, say all those nice things you were saying on the LinkedIn live thing. And I'm happy to <laughs> deliver that. Uh, just one correction. I'm not a California guy. I'm an Arizona guy. I was just living in California for eight weeks in a place called Prunedale. And uh, anybody ever hear of Prunedale? If you've heard of Prunedale, Put it in the um, the comment section. Uh, I'll eat my HubSpot t-shirt if you've ever heard of Prunedale because <laughs> I've been all over. You never heard of it, have you? No, no, I've never uh, heard of it. It's between Monterey and um, Santa Cruz, right? It's the sea otter capital of the world, right? And uh, can we drop some sea otter like facts on Let's this hear audience? It. Let's uh, hear it. They're not myths. They're not rumors. These are facts, right? Because I was there for eight weeks. It was amazing. Right. Uh, it's 50 degrees. 
which I couldn't say while I was there because everybody in Arizona would get all angry at me. Uh, and um, like sea otters are pretty amazing, right? Put in the comments if you've ever seen a sea otter. Yes, sea otter, no sea otter, right? Um, and uh, sea otters, here, I'll give you like six facts. Sea otters are the only marine mammal without a layer of blubber. Hmm. Okay. A newborn pups cannot sink or dive. They only float, right? The reason they float, and you know this, because I just told you this eight minutes ago, is that they have 10 times the amount of hair per square inch than you have on your head. Even you with all that great hair, right? You have about 100,000 hairs on your head. A sea otter has a million hairs per square inch. That's what makes them float. I don't right? float in the pool. I don't know if you float, but maybe I need like more hair plug, 10 times as much hair, and then I would float. Well, if you had a million pieces of hair, you'd float on your hair, right? And that's the key to being a sea otter. They're like funny animals because they float on their stomach. And um, in this like Prunedale sea otter slough, which is like a river that runs into the ocean and then runs it back to the river, they just pop up. Like you're in your kayak and you run it like boom, like five feet away from you. Like, oh my goodness, that's cute. Except, right, they also use tools. They're one of the few animals in the animal kingdom that use tools. I don't know if they use like power drills and chainsaws, but they are known for using tools. They have pockets under their armpits. Right. I don't know if they keep their tools under their in their pockets, but that's what I would do if I was a Seattle. <laughs> and then they eat 25 percent of their body fat every day, every day. Right. So that's 12 pounds of seafood. Like if you were 150 pounds, I think in the briefing meeting, you said you're a little bit more than 150 pounds. But if you were 150 pounds, right, that would give you you'd have to eat 37 pounds of like food every day. All right. That's all I got on Seattle. Is that a pretty good rundown? That was amazing. Everyone that's tuning in, uh, I bet you didn't expect to learn this much about sea otters today. So, you know what? We otter transition into inbound marketing. But oh, like what I did there. So this turn, I <laughs> I, there was no better, no other transition. There's no other way to get off the sea otter topic. But thank you for that. Uh, inbound marketing. So this is something that has been around for a while, but it feels like it's different today than it was when we were trying to teach people this term a decade ago. Would you agree with that? Uh, a huge change. And I don't really like to refer to it as marketing okay. because today marketing is everything, right? Mm. It used to be marketing was like a little tiny piece. It was demand gen. It was brand, right? Today, uh, marketing is your messaging. It's your social media. It's your branding, it's demand gen, it's your sales process, it's your recruiting process, and it's your growth process. The foundation of marketing is really growth. And, uh, oh, that's the other thing I have to mention too. It's the pronunciation of marketing. Say it like you're from Brooklyn. Schmarketing, schmarketing. Yeah, sales and marketing pushed together. Some people think it's smart marketing. It's not, it's sales and marketing pushed together, which I made up in 2007 when I was drunk, right? I was meeting with um, Mike Volpe, who was our CMO at the time. And uh, as the first salesperson for HubSpot, I used to cold call. Don't tell anybody, but I used to cold call people. And I'm like, you should start with HubSpot. And um, like uh, we started 90 days in getting inbound leads. And I'm talking to our CMO. I'm like, this is amazing. People like want to talk with me. He's like, yeah, we just started a software company on that concept. In 2007, I'm like, well, give me more. He's like, I can't. I'm like, why? He's like, I have to like build content. I'm like, well, build the content. He's like, I have no headcount. I'm like, I'll give you sales headcount. 
And he looked at me, he goes, you would give me sales headcount for marketing? I'm like, it's not sales, it's not marketing, it's schmarketing. And it was easy hmm. for me to say, because it wasn't really my headcount. It belonged to Mark Robert, who was the vice president of sales at HubSpot, who took us from zero to $100 million in seven years. And um, Professor Thomas Steenberg from Harvard uh, uh, Business School overheard the conversation and wrote in a, a white paper about schmarketing, the first time it was ever in print. And uh, that was me being a goofball. Right. And, but it makes so much sense. And in the early days, that's what it was. Inbound was tricking out your website so that uh, people would come to your website and they would see that you were serviced in that region or that area or in that language or that company. Right. And uh, like if they came to the training website, they would see that you are a global company. They would see that you provide documentation. They would see that you have free stuff that you have uh, stuff behind paywalls, that you have all of this kind of information. They would drop their contact information and then uh, a salesperson would call. And in the old days, marketing was like this little slice, right? They did the brand, they did the legion. Today, what percentage of the sales process do you uh, think uh, a prospect wants to go through before they talk to a salesperson? Today, I think they wanna yeah. go through most of it on their own, yeah. kind of AC. Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. They're like a uh, hundred. I, I never want to talk to a salesperson. I'm like, no, don't you want a discount? They're like, yeah, I want that. But can I get that online? Right. Yeah. And so marketing has moved from just like being a niche, right? In the old days as um, like being in sales for 42 years, I, it was all about me, right? I got all the glory. In fact, when I didn't hit my number, it was always marketing's fault. I threw them right under the bus. I'm like, come on. Right. Marketing gave me either not enough leads. So it's their fault. Or they gave me too many leads. I didn't know what to call. So it's their fault. Right. And then I would take the lead. I would like qualify it. I would bring it into a demo. I would answer objections. I would bring. So I got 90% of the money. I got all the budget. Right. When I serve on boards, right. In the old days, you'd bring the salesperson in or the sales VP. You'd be like, okay, we gave you a million dollars last year. What did you do with it? It's like we hired 13 heads. We brought in 2.7 million dollars worth of incremental business bringing the marketing guy and say what did you do with the six hundred thousand we gave you and he'd be like well it's kind of hard to say look at his shoes it's bifurcated and then be like all right you get four hundred thousand dollars next year you cut his budget right because he couldn't show the attribution today right with attribution and like uh, how important it is exactly that most people understand right that it's really shared kind of process and right? Marketing equals growth. So, right? In the old days, you hired more salespeople. Today, you hire a good marketer, right? Who can bring the leads to the house, who can optimize the website, who can uh, provide the information at every stage of the buyer's journey. Because today's sales process is so much different than before because it's all done online, right? People start, get all excited. I'm sure you see this at training. They get all excited. They're like, let's go, let's go. And then they ghost you. They just leave. Maybe not you because like training's got a good product program, but sometimes, and then they don't come back for a year. Then they come back and they expect you to know exactly where they were a year ago, even if it's a different rep, even if it's a different contact. And if you cycle in and say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you were, had a big like scrum about a year ago about possibly um, purchasing some technology, then you're on the front end of that process. And if you don't have that, tell me about a little bit about yourself. You're on the back end of that. So now in 2022, uh, marketing equals growth. 
So if there was ever an area of the business that we needed to organize the chaos, it might be all of that <laughs> that you just mentioned. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.